Do you love decorating your home with your personality and showing people who you are as soon as they enter the room? But maybe it's just so difficult to find what you are looking for. Maybe some Pokemon card coasters. Or maybe even some Totoro miniature vases. Hell, maybe even a Star Wars Rebel logo canvas for your wall. Well, luckily for you, us over here at Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks have teamed up with Nerdy Crafts by Tiny T to give you what you've been looking for. Nerdy Crafts by Tiny T has opened up her Etsy shop where you can decorate your home and yourself with your favorite nerdum, from anime to Disney animations or even mythical creatures. If you are looking for it, Tiny T from Nerdy Crafts has got it. You can find Nerdy Crafts by Tiny T by searching Nerdy Crafts by Tiny T on Facebook and Etsy or by clicking the links provided to you on the Level Up with Benjamin Banks podcast page. Also, make sure you use the code LEVELINGUP at checkout to save yourself 10% off your purchase. That's code LEVELINGUP at checkout to save yourself 10% off. Decorate your home with Nerdy Crafts by Tiny T today. Hey, what's good, everybody? It's me, your hero, Benjamin Banks, and you are listening to Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks. And joining me, as always, are my co-hosts, Rebellious underscore underscore D23 and Trav the Trash Man Martin. How you fellas doing today? Bro, we didn't get a countdown. Well, I mean, D no, was ready to go. D oh, was, I was ready, ready to go. Trav, I, I you were ready, ready to go. That's not the now, point. Now, Trav, Wait. if you were looking at your phone uh-uh. and I would have started talking, then right. I could understand. But hey, we're all looking. Look hey, at. we're all in unison right now and we're looking at each other. Hey, and I it is electrifying. And I'm ready to get into today's episode. And I hope that you guys right. are as well. We have a talented voice actor who is joining us today on Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks. That, that is, is right. Mr. Ethan Gallardo. So uh, let's go ahead, give him a call, and let's get into this interview. But before we do that, here's a word from our sponsors. Golden Eat Tattoo. You can find them at 3109 Airline Boulevard, Portsmouth, Virginia, for all your nerd-related tattoos. Leading the area, that is Miss Denise and her team. If you call over there and you mention leveling up banks, you get 10% off your tattoo. That number is going to be 757-465-1010. Call them today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And joining us on today's episode is Mr. Ethan Colorado, professional voice actor. How are you doing today, Ethan? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm super stoked to be here. Um, right. Yeah, it's good and to see you. My boy put uh, some sizzle when he pronounced that last name, too. Mm. I was digging it. <laughs> hey, 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 I wanted to make sure that I that I did add a little sizzle to it, man. And, you know, Ethan, first mm. off, I want to say, uh, and this is to everybody that's watching, because if you're listening, you can't see, but Ethan got on the Wu-Tang Clan shirt. And, uh, you know, we just had our boy Anakin Slade up here, and he's a huge Wu-Tang Clan fan. So this is two for two, Trav. Yeah. Wu-Tang back to back. Hey, Wu-Tang forever. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Forever. forever. And you forever, know, they ain't, they ain't nothing to mess with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. There Ooh, you go. Bars. Hi, <laughs> uh-huh. we going hard. I, I love oh, this. I love out of the gate. Hey, it's a we all back together, and like I just love, I love the energy right Boys now. Know, time, we, we're not in the same room, but I just I feel it. It's electrifying. Uh-huh. Got like rain. That's but right. No, uh, Ethan. Uh, you know, again, thank you for uh, responding to my message when I slid into your DMs, man. Because you know, some, <laughs> I'll say, man, this year we've been sliding into a lot of DMs and uh, we've been getting yeses most of the time. <laughs> oh, that's yes. awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's so, hey, I'm always open to having people come in and start a conversation, whatever it may be. It's, it's always good for me. So 
Uh, thank yeah, you for man. reaching out. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're welcome. Oh, yeah. You're welcome. So uh, something that we do here on Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks with all of our guests is we ask, what is your origin story? Every hero or villain has one. So tell everybody who you are. My origin story. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, um, so I've been. Uh, hi, my name is. Uh, Ethan Gallardo is how I say it. Um, mm-hmm. I've Gallardo. heard my last name said so many different ways now. I just, I'm like, however you want to do it, really. But uh, I, uh, I've i been acting for like a really long time now. You know, I'm sure you hear that a lot. A lot of actors start acting when they're like pretty young. And um, <clears throat> I started off in theater when I was like maybe in middle school. And um, it was theater. And I also had, it was a bilingual improv troupe um, in middle school. So I started yeah. doing improv at a really young age and the kicker was like, um, I'm not bilingual. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I, I got really good at improv because half of the time <laughs> I had oh, to wow. just roll with it, you know. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> uh, but I did pick up. Uh, so I, I grew up in South Texas. I grew up in a, a city called Far, And that's not a, a joke. It's uh, P-H-A-R-R. <laughs> Um, people always think I mean just really far away from where I am now, but I grew up in a small town called Far. It's near, uh, it's basically on the border, uh, between Texas and Mexico. So, you know, I did eventually pick up on a lot of that kind of stuff. And, uh, I was able to, you know, have that, that, you know, both sides, uh, having those two cultures, you know, kind Mm of, uh, collide. And that was a really interesting experience for me. So, um, I went on, I kept doing theater throughout middle school. Uh, When I got to high school, I ended up going to um, a school that wasn't in like my primary district. It was Mm -hmm. more for um, like science and math. And um, I like science, but I hate math. I can't stand it. And I I had told my parents, like, I want to go back to uh, high school, nor like uh, public school. because I want to do drama. Like I want to act, you know, I don't want to, that's kind of like the thing that I I was really being drawn to. Um, So I ended up going back to high school. I went back into theater and uh, I was doing a bunch of stuff there. And there was a guy in my class, his name was Christian Blake. And he was like a young aspiring director. He was super into like Christopher Nolan films and he wanted to just replicate them the best that he could just the his whole style and then we started really getting into filmmaking and uh, I started doing like on-camera stuff in in high school Um, and a lot of it was kind of really cool action type movies and really the dark and gritty you know kind of thing so I felt like this big action star like in high school and that was (laughs) really really fun for me Um, and so eventually I, I decided that uh, I wanted to, when I was going to go to, to college, I decided that I wanted to go for um, like an animation degree. I was really passionate about cartoons. I was really passionate about like animation. And I, I really wanted to kind of get my, um, you know, like learn more about that, get my foot in the door that way. And um, so I went to college uh, at Texas A&M. I uh, graduated, um, my degree is called visualization, mm-hmm. which uh it's a bunch of different things. It's like graphic design, game design, animation, and things like that. And um, they didn't really have any theater kind of thing, but there was still like movie editing and um, animation. And I got to kind of be a little artistic through that. And eventually I kept seeing this reoccurring pattern in my friends' films is that technically they looked really, really good. They were all really talented artists and they had really, really amazing visions for their projects. 
but the biggest problem was that they had very mediocre sound design. Mm -hmm. And so I said to myself that, Hey, um, and, and you can see this in, in all kinds of media. It's, it's movies, it's video games, it's, it's anything. If the sound sucks, if the music isn't good, if the, you know, performances aren't there, it doesn't matter how pretty it looks. Sometimes it can really ruin an experience. Um, so I started learning audio engineering, um, like in tandem with my, my school studies. And eventually, uh, one of my classmates had come up to me and he said, Hey, um, I, my project has this guy and like this, there's this squirrel that keeps like messing up his stuff. And I just need some sounds of like, Hey squirrel, you know, things like that. <laughs> and I was like, I'll, I'll sure. I'll give it a shot. I'll, I'll, I'll help you out. You know, I do, I did a bit of acting and, and stuff like that. And, um, the uh, there was a recording booth. There was a sound booth upstairs, but it was only available to graduate students, like people doing their uh, you know grad studies. And mm-hmm. I had like begged <laughs> for them to let me try to use the mic, and they actually let me use it pretty easily. Um, they were like, nobody really uses it. We spent a lot of money on it, so go for it. And then um, it all just kind of took off from there. I was in that booth probably every day doing audio stuff for my, for my classmates. Um, one of my classmates, uh, he introduced me to, I knew about it before, but I wasn't involved in the community or knew really much about it, but he introduced me to Newgrounds and mm. Newgrounds is the, you know, the slogan is everything by everyone. Uh, yep. I was able to meet people from all over the world, all kinds of talented artists and things like that. And I was really able to kind of stretch the voiceover, uh, muscles by working with a bunch of artists through Newgrounds and stuff like that. And that's where I got my start for, for voiceover specifically. Wow. Newgrounds.com is, you know, uh, shout out to them, you know, cause I have nothing but love for them because they really helped me. They were the stepping stone and I still go back. I still do stuff for Newgrounds and YouTube and things like that. Um, wherever the artists may find themselves on the platform. Uh, but that was the big stepping stone, uh, for my whole voiceover, uh, career. And then eventually when I graduated, um, I had kind of just settled on in my mind. I said, I think I want to move to Dallas, Texas. Um, It wasn't for I it wasn't because I knew that Funimation was here or anything like that. It was just kind of like I had visited it uh, during college. I went to the state fair and I was like, this place is just kind of cool. Like, I kind of want to just be here. Um, And in college, I had visited Funimation as like a field trip, like a class field trip. And, <laughs> oh, yeah. But it, I had totally <laughs> forgot. It totally left my mind that that was even here. I was here um, and I was just trying to get a, a job in like graphic design or game design. And my roommate uh, at the time, he actually got a job at Funimation as a graphic designer. And uh, I was like, hey, congrats, man. That's awesome. Like, uh, you know, uh, I was really happy for him. And eventually he was like, hey, we're kind of overworked right now. Like, we really need another designer. Could you send your stuff to me? And like, maybe we'll see if we have a spot. So I did. And then I got hired at Funimation as, as a designer, um, a graphic nice. designer. And w- what I worked on was I worked on uh, the Blu-ray and DVD menu graphics and nice. things like that. So when you pop the disc in, all the stuff you see on the screen, I did that for like three years. <laughs> and wow. uh, that was really cool. But it didn't even really click to me that I was like, wait, this is the same place that people record at and and things like that. Mm -hmm. So uh, eventually, as I got more comfortable with getting to know people, um, you know, I I self-produced my own demo at that time. And I I just kind of reached out one day and I said, hey, I kind of do some acting stuff. Would it be cool if I submit a demo 
just to see, you know, if it's not, if you don't like it or whatever, that's totally fine. And, um, the next day I got called in for my first session. So the, and the rest right. was history there when I started working kind of in the industry. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of the, <laughs> from the start to finish or to where I am now, you know, not finished yet. Right. Right. Uh, oh yeah, for sure. And, <laughs> yo, that was a, that was an awesome origin hey. story. Thank you. I'm, I'm sorry. It's just like, I feel like there's a, there's so much to deep dive into like everything that you were talking about. And, I know because Trav, he's our music guy. So I already know Trav's going to bring up the music stuff. Oh, and- yeah. No question. I do want to, um, I do have a question. Are you an art guy at all? Yeah. I mean, you mentioned well, it like. Define art. What do you mean by art? Well, like old school, like hand drawn. Yeah. Are you like, do you doodle and stuff like that? Yeah, I doodle. I, I doodle and things like that. That's kind of like where I am. Um, that was kind of my struggle too, was where um, a lot of people in my major they were shifting to, uh, or not shifting, but it's heavy in the digital realm, right? And I like to conceptualize mm. everything on paper first. You know, it's it's a, a a disconnect when you're drawing on a tablet. Your brain mm. has to kind of readjust how mm-hmm. that, that feels. And I always preferred to do my stuff on paper and then like maybe upload it or something like that. Yeah. Um, I don't do it as much. You know, now I've gotten way more comfortable, especially with the yeah. design stuff. I kind of just dive right in. But um, yeah, I definitely... <laughs> Uh, you know, I did start with that, you know, doing when I was younger, I would do comics and things like that. Sick. It was like, uh, you know, I love that stuff. I have a, I think I have a real heart for, uh, you know, just the the arts and, and cartoons and stuff like that, man. It really Sick. holds a special place. Right? I just wanted to ask. I like that. It always yeah. does, man. Hey, I, I, before we get too far down that road, I got to uh-huh. ask, man, you know, going back to the classroom. What, what was this mic that uh, y'all knew okay. was coming? Hey, I got to ask sword. about the mic. The ear. That's right. What what was the mic that uh, they allowed you to use? Oh man, you know what? At the time, I don't even know what it was. If I picture what it looked like in my head, I want to say it was some kind of uh, AKG or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think it was like a Neumann or anything that I'd be using like today. Today, um, because I did, I did kind of have to. The more I got better, the more I used it, and the more I could hear, you know. Uh, audio quality and things like that. Um, it was a little harder to work with. Sometimes I just wouldn't get usable sound, even though it was like, right. this is state of the art, right? Yeah. And for reference, um, I graduated like 2014. So it was in between like 2012 and 2014, maybe. So it, it had been a while. I don't really know like what the standard of mic would, would have been at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so th- the question that I wanted to bring up is because you said, <clears throat> sorry, you got your start at Funimation and, you know, you were doing graphic designs there and whatnot. And I just think it's awesome how, you know, your journey, you went to school to do graphic design and whatnot. Then you end up getting there and then you eventually got into voice acting. And I always think that it's cool when you put your, it's kind of like working in a restaurant. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, yeah. you may start in the kitchen in the dish room and then uh-huh. you work your way up to being like the head cook. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, I wanted to also say, too, because, uh, you know, when I was doing my research on you and everything, I saw that this is your uh, fifth year at Funimation. So happy anniversary. Thank you. Wow. Yeah. You're welcome. I, and we do that. Piling here. Up, you know, like mm-hmm. it's uh, I forget sometimes, but thank you very much. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. So yeah. when you did your first voice acting gig for them, what was your first role like and how was it going into the studio and doing that? Yeah. So um, to be completely honest, I I really didn't know what to expect. You know, 
Um, I grew up watching anime. And when I was younger, I had gone to like anime cons with my friends and things like that. But I wasn't like, I didn't know it was the whole like, it's the beeps and it's the, you're matching the right. flaps and the scripts here and the, you know, the, the, the J is over here. I just kind of walked in. So my first session uh, ever, if I recall correctly, it's either one or one of these two, it was either Tyler Walker or Mike McFarlane. Mm-hmm. And um, for, for, I think they might've even been on the same day because sometimes they'll do that. You'll record something and they'll say, Hey, go check if somebody needs something or, you know, and you just kind of knock out, help people out with their, their workload and things like that. But um, for Tyler, it was fairy tale. And it was a character. His name is his name is actually Trom. Uh, he's not like a major character. He just so happened to have a name. And he actually wears a mask over his face. Mm-hmm. And um, so for my very first like experience with that, he was like, hey, here's a mask. Uh, put it like, you know, over your face to make it sound like this thing. And I was like, oh, man, we're already like playing around, you know, like we're already trying to create a character. And this is really cool. And I got to do a couple of lines and then I did this really big attack. He was like, here's the, you know, special move. And I was like, I'm doing a special move. Like this is is in my mind, you know? Um, But uh, you know, I was just, um, I went in there because, you know, when I think about it, when I ask myself this question, it's like, what do you really want to do? You know, like, I feel like people ask themselves that, a lot, you know, what, what are you passionate about? What do you want to do? And I always come back to, as I've gotten older, I always come back to like, I want to act, man. Like I want to voice act. I want to act. It's something I'm really passionate about and it's what I want to do for the rest of my life, you know? Um, so I think even in that, in that moment, as nervous as I was, I was totally ready to just commit and show like, I got the chops, you know, I didn't want to, uh, you know, I didn't want them seeing my knee shaking or, you know, anything like that. Right. I was just going to do it. And if they had, you know, if they're like, no, let's take it again. Let's do it again. Um, I was prepared to adjust because even doing film stuff. Um, and I think I should mention this before, because this really prepared me for a lot uh, of things like right out of college, before I even came to Dallas, before Funimation, that same friend that I mentioned earlier, Christian Blake, he mm-hmm. had prepared to do his first feature length film. And he asked me to be one of the leads in the film. And it's a post-apocalyptic movie. It's called Ingress and it takes place in Alaska. And so we flew out to Alaska. He told me, Hey, you can grow a beard, right? I said, yeah. He said, don't shave for a year. I want you to have (laughs) a big beard. I want you to look like this, you know, homeless guy who's been out on the road, no people for like ever. And I was like, okay, I'll do it. Um, So we're out there in, Alaska. It's freezing. A big proponent of the movie takes place in the water. We're in like glacial lakes, you know, and things like that. Like it's freezing. Um, And sometimes the director says, do it again, you know, and you got to just do it, you know? Mm -hmm. So I was already a little conditioned about like, Hey, um, if somebody's going to say do it again, or not quite like that, it's my job as an actor to be able to make those adjustments. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Um, And try to do them the best that I can. So I had already kind of had a little bit of exposure to that. So I wasn't as intimidated as I think I might have been if I hadn't had that experience before. Um, so, yeah. So the first one was Tyler Walker with um, Fairy Tale, And then the other one was with Mike McFarlane. And that was for actually it was Attack on Titan, the live action movie. And so I oh. got thrown into a live action dub right away. And that also has like... Um, it's not different, but it's a different feel because you're trying to, 
match a different language and their people that you can see the mouth and it mm-hmm. kind of looks a little weird and you have to really adjust to try to make it sound right you know yeah um so you know i think i had like a pretty <laughs> cool first experience and uh once i got through with that session i kind of was like you can do this you know um I wasn't very intimidated and things like that. But every now and then, you know, you go in and especially if there's like a long period in between recording sessions or something, you do get those nerves. It's just it's natural, you know, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I and, mean, you know, I, I, two things I want to piggyback off of. Um, the first thing is Mike McFarland. Like he's a very awesome guy. I ended up meeting him uh, back in 2016. He had came to this con here in Virginia and uh, it was him, and I can't remember who the other person was. Um, she voiced Ash on Pokemon. She was the original uh, yeah, yeah. voice actress of Ash. Ah, okay. And I'm mad I can't remember her name, but, you know, she had a long line. And, you know, Mike, he was sitting there, and I was just like, man, like, why ain't nobody over at Mike McFarlane's table? Like, that's yeah. Master Roshi. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Exactly. And, yeah. um, you know, we have a Facebook group called Roshi's Island. So I had went up to him, and I had told him about the group and everything, and you know, he did a video for the group and he was just nice. a nice guy overall. He man. is and so nice. He, he, and, he and, really and, is. Yeah. Hey, I've slid in his DMs and I tried to get him up here on the podcast. I'm pretty sure he don't he probably don't even remember that moment, but I'm going to keep on sliding because that's what we do up here. on Keep Level on Up. sliding. Keep on sliding. <laughs> that's what we do. So that's the first thing. And then the second thing I wanted to piggyback on was how you said that you had did the live action role for Attack on Titan. Now, yeah. me and D, we've been doing a bunch of reviews on international films and TV shows, and you can just see like how good these shows are. And I love the fact that that um, there is dubbing on these shows, these live action mm-hmm. shows now, because a lot of the shows um, you just have subtitles, and the subtitles, like if you watch anime, you watch it subbed, then it's not going to be an issue for you. But it's also cool to be able to. Uh, have have it in the dub, have it in English, so that way you can watch it and you don't have to read the entire thing. Because right. while I do love watching stuff sub, it's it's cool to be able to just hear the people talk and then just watch the screen instead of yeah. reading and then looking up at the screen. Full so, attention, yeah, exactly. It just, I think it just depends on the um the matter at hand. Like some stories, you can get away with it, but sometimes it feels taxing when it's more dialogue than action or you know suspense. Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you, because you said that that was the first one that you did. Have you done any other live action dub recordings? Oh, yeah. Or international um, films? <laughs> for, yeah, all of them through Funimation. Um, but Attack on Titan was the first one. Um, I had also done Roroni Kenshin, um, probably all three. Uh, there were a lot of <laughs> people dying in that movie, you know? So, <laughs> yeah, they were. Yeah. I was in that film. Uh, the Black Butler live action as well. Nice. Um, and I don't know what happened to it. I don't know if it's out or not, but I think there was a parasite live action at some point. Yes, and there is. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't but seen I it. Don't, but I don't feel like it's out. No, it's out. It, it came it out? out years okay. ago. Okay, yeah. okay. So if, if it did, so I was like, I wanted to see it because I was like, oh, parasite's <laughs> cool. I want to see yeah. that in live action. And I did do... Uh, some uh characters for that one too but i never saw like an announcement or something and uh so yeah parasite also yeah yeah it's weird because it's the same thing uh what movie um the promised neverland so Mm -hmm. the live action version of that came out last year in japan but 
it's like there was no advertisement for when it was going to be coming out over here in the States. And mm-hmm. I mean, I already know like a lot of fans, it's like they were already pissed off about Promise Neverland season two because of how they changed stuff up. And mm-hmm. then, you know, when the movie had got announced and they saw how some of the characters were replaced and how they aged the kids, like they're they're almost they're young adults in this compared right, to them being yeah. kids, you know, so. I, I feel like, uh, and we talk about this all the time with live action anime films, it's like some of them, they just don't hit right. It's like they yeah, change right. stuff up and it's just like, nah, you can't do it. I mean, we saw what happened in Dragon Ball Evolution. I mean, they made Goku a teenager. Yeah, you know, so, yeah definitely. No. There's there's a lot of, um, and, and that's like a whole nother factor too, like going to the, um, you know, watching uh, watching a dubbed live action movie and then also the um, the source material is off too, and then you feel like the voices might be a little off, right, or you right. know, like it's a lot of things to kind of a lot of hoops to jump through for dubbing live action, and it kind of creates sometimes for some of them it creates kind of an awkward experience sometimes yeah. when you're watching. Yeah, I really I don't know if if you were in this or saw it, but uh, the live action Gantz I thought was really well done. Like oh yeah um i haven't seen it but i i have heard that that one is actually pretty true to like it's pretty damn true. Yeah, yeah. more true like to that. the manga than the anime yeah. actually is so yeah and so like you know because what you were just saying about like the dialogue and stuff with live action or or just anime in general uh the demon slayer movie right spoiler alert if you haven't watched it yeah um there is a scene in the sub version where tanjiro is talking to rengoku on the train and Rengoku, his head gets really huge and he's just looking into the distance and Tanjiro, he's like, what are you looking at, right? But then in the dub, when Rengoku's head gets big, mm-hmm. Tanjiro's just like, <laughs> wow, how did your head get so big? <laughs> so, and, I, and I've been wanting to ask this question because I, uh-huh. I just watched the movie uh, on Sunday, but it's like, why is it with certain pieces of dialogue that it gets switched when like, yeah. it just seems like it's something so simple. Now, I, I understand, you know, when we were growing up in the 90s and stuff, like when uh, certain video games and animes came over here to the States, it was just like, oh, we got to change this because of it was either religious or, right. uh, you know, they didn't want, you know, it was kids watching this stuff and it was too adult themed. So I understand wanting to change stuff. But why is it like for the simple dialogue that stuff gets changed for certain scenes? Yeah. Um, you know what? That's a great question. Um, I don't actually know the answer to that because of, of course, um, there are writers that adapt, uh, anime and things like that. So I know for, for sometimes it's the, the Japanese, um, or specifically the flaps, the mouth flaps in Japanese just really don't work with the, the English right. translation. That's, that's pretty mm. much what it is. Yeah. So it has to be a totally different statement or sentence. And sometimes people get more creative with this. Sometimes people just kind of try to find something that is as close as possible. You know, um, I do see that sometimes I'll be in the booth recording for an anime and, um, you know, I'm doing everything right as far as trying to, you know, make the lines fit, but sometimes it just doesn't work. And the director will pull the line and they'll think for a second and try to get something that works, you know? Right. Um, Yeah. So that does happen a lot actually. So. And then to keep it on this subject too, because I know like when it comes to uh, acting on screen, sometimes the actors, they'll ad lib a line mm-hmm. or or do something that wasn't in the original script. Like, does this happen in voice acting as well? Um, very, well, at least for me, uh, very rarely. Um, sometimes you kind of tack on something onto a performance. It's almost like 
you didn't really mean to, but you were really in the moment and something else just kind of came out. And I, there have been moments where directors that I've worked with have been like, actually, that that works because he does look like he's doing that or something like that, you know, and sometimes that will stay. Um, but as far as ad-libbing uh, full lines or jokes or whatever, that doesn't really happen um, unless it's if it's in Walla, if you're just muddled in with a bunch of people. Yeah. Sometimes you can say whatever you want and uh get away with it um i try to because i'm really big on improv i kind of try to stay true to the universe mm -hmm. uh when i'm doing that if i'm in like a village i'll be like how much for the bread or whatever you know yeah. <laughs> something dumb but like i won't be like uh got any basketballs you know like it's just, uh, <laughs> I, I try to stay true to the mm. whatever's happening on screen yeah like you wouldn't say that uh i used to be out there in the fields until i got shot in the knee with an arrow <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Something like that. I've seen I've been in groups of people before where they'll be I remember the first time it happened. I was so like, I was like, can you do that? You know, but they were like, uh, man, an alien visited me yesterday and he like took me to his UFO. And I was like, that doesn't. <laughs> You can't you can't do that but then like they played it back and like you literally can't hear anything he said so like i was oh, like yeah. i guess i guess you can get away with it sometimes but uh yeah i was uh i was shocked to say the least <laughs> i was very young now to piggyback off of something that you had just mentioned too and to kind of take it back because you mentioned improv it was something that you loved doing is it something that you still continue to do or will you continue to still do improv before the pandemic started Yes. Yes. Um, I, I do still do improv nice. and, um, I did it before the pandemic and I intend to after everything is a little back to normal. Um, I am, uh, I do, um, uh, improv with the Dallas troupe. It's called comedy sports. You had Alex Mai on a couple of, I was uh, just going to mention him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was just going to bring that up. Yeah. We are in the same troupe. Uh, that's oh, how nice. I met Alex. Uh, <laughs> I met him at, we have some good friends, uh, Nicole Endicott and Jacob Browning, two other awesome voice actors in the area. They actually hosted a, um, an improv jam at like a bar and it was free to go to. It was kind of just to like play exercise, you know, just have some fun. And, um, that's where I met Alex and we became good friends and we were both, we had the same kind of, Hey, you're an actor. I'm an actor. You do voice acting. I do, you know, voice <laughs> acting and things like that. So it's we like are, yeah, running. we're in the same troupe and uh, <laughs> do, uh, uh, yeah, I do improv through uh, comedy sports and it's something that I'm really passionate about. And I encourage everybody really, I think improv is such a useful skill, no matter what you're yeah. doing. Mm -hmm. So being able to just roll with the punches, I think that's a great quality <laughs> to have. So no, I 100% agree with you. Uh, yeah. I, I've never done improv, but I have done stand-up comedy. And nice. I'll say, like, because uh, I'm a professional wrestler, and mm -hmm. when you're in the ring and you're cutting a promo, it's, anybody can say whatever they want. You know what I'm saying? And it's yeah. like you have to know, uh, like, how to take what that guy just said to you and, yeah. and feed back to him. Uh, because if you don't, if you don't shut that guy up, then he's just going to keep on going. He's going to kind of it's kind of like a heckling in a way yeah you know yeah exactly and you and, have to have just the right you got to have something uh you know with a little bit of bite to it otherwise exactly. it just sounds like it's like that comeback didn't really land all oh, that you know you want it to have that that mm -hmm. uh that uh that cleverness to it you know exactly so, yeah. yeah and it's and I mean, and you know, some guys like they'll just say shut up and mm -hmm. yeah I just I've always just felt like you know saying shut up it only can get you so far and it really doesn't have like that deep impact. Like I, I remember there was this one chick in the audience and she had red hair and like, she just kept on talking so much crap to me. 
And I was just like, yeah, it looks like Ariel put on a little bit of weight after the Little Mermaid. <laughs> and like that pissed her off. And yeah. I love it. I mean, this is when I was a bad guy. I'm a good guy now. But uh, I got you. Okay. Yeah. But when I was a bad guy, I love talking to people, man. Like, yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. nice yeah it's always fun to have a little bit of that like because at the end of the day it's it's part of it is really like playfulness right you gotta have that uh you're willing to play the game right Mm -hmm. um you know you're talking about triple h yeah yeah yeah, (laughs) you know you can play the game or you can shut down and take the l right like (laughs) that's what it is Mm -hmm. that's what i that's what i love about comedy clubs man like um have you ever heard of the comedian andrew schultz I've heard of him. I don't know too much uh, about him. Pretty much that's like his big thing is um he'll roast people in the crowd like mm-hmm. the whole time. Like you pretty much never see the same set again because you know he'll talk to people in the crowd, ask them about their life, mm-hmm. and it presents jokes or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you know, I know Bill Burr's known for doing it too. You know, people yeah. heckle Bill Burr. It's not gonna end good for you, dude. <laughs> yeah. I forget. Uh, I forget where it was exactly, but Bill Burr has that famous clip of him where he In Philly. Was it Philly? Is that yeah, where he is? Philly. Where he uh, makes the crowd mad for talking about uh, one of their teams? I think. Yeah, yeah, I believe. Uh, yeah, he was talking about like, um, well, the whole crowd that whole night was heckling him. Yeah, yeah, and every comedian and you know by the end of his set though he flipped the crowd and they yeah. were cheering for him yeah he just went off but on them for 20 minutes and they loved it <laughs> yeah <laughs> so like have you ever dabbled in doing stand-up comedy you know what um well yes i'll say dabble i will say dabble i've never done a set before but i have taken stand-up writing workshops i have had my hand at writing um just content and like jokes because I do do a little bit of script writing and, and things like that. I do like that kind of stuff. My mom was like an English teacher, a literature mm-hmm. teacher. So growing nice. up, I was always reading or writing. And, uh, and so I still enjoy doing that stuff. Uh, but no, I've never done like an actual set. Part of the reason is like, it's one of those things, especially you get this way with, I imagine with standup. Um, but I think people get this way with, making like a video or making a piece of art or even when I'm doing like design you start working on something and then you you step away and then you come back to it and you step away yeah. and you come back to it and you start to, you, you're like is it really funny was it was you know is it really funny is it really uh good or you know which is just an insecurity right that's right. not yeah, it's uh-huh. not really true um and putting it out there when people love it you're like oh I was right the whole time which is like that's awesome that's what you should you should just put it out there. But when I, whenever I was really trying to get a grasp on stand up, I was way too insecure at the time. I was like, I don't know if this is going to land um, or anything like that. So it's something that I would like to do, but I know at the time I wasn't as committed as I probably should have been. Um, and also like just peer review, you know, I know a lot of stand up comics will tell jokes to each other just to see, you know, how they feel about it and right. things like that. And I think I really could have gotten more involved with like a community or uh, friends around me or something like that to try to lift me up in that way. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I, I mean, I, that's, oh, go ahead, I was going to say, I think that's why, you know, before Kevin Hart goes out and does those big tours, he, uh, he'll do pop-up shows at clubs. Yeah. Get know? a feel. So if get you're there right. that night, you're in luck, you know what I mean? <laughs> and he'll just test out material. Yeah. And kind of see what sticks or whatever. And yeah, I think right. that was for a lot of these guys during the pandemic. They just weren't able to test material. 
Mm-hmm. So it makes it real difficult for some of these guys to see what's going to land. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I and part of it's just taking that risk too. You know, sometimes it doesn't land, and that's right. okay. You know, like you don't know if you don't try. Yep, exactly. exactly. Yeah, exactly. Shot, so shot and dark. Always, you always miss the shots that you don't take. That's yeah. right. And that's why exactly. we always slide in the DM. How yeah, you miss hundred percent. But if I didn't, if I never took the shot, how did I miss it? Because well, that's I the thing because you didn't, you did, you never attempted it. Yeah, you never. The, attempted the it. saying goes, you but miss a hundred. The shot never happened. How yeah, because you didn't the take The saying it. goes, exactly. you miss a hundred percent of a shot you never take. That's because the, that, okay. that makes sense. That's that's. Oh, so you saying that what I just say. said don't make sense? Yeah, yeah, what you said don't make sense. I just kind of. I'm stamped. No, hey, D have my back. That's all. That's all. Don't worry. I'm gonna give him the Harvey Dent later. I'm gonna show up, but if I had a two-sided coin, flip the coin. I won't hey, be like, that's a double-sided coin. What are you talking about? All right, well, then let me ask you this. Is there, because I got one, is there any saying that is like a saying that you're just like, that's stupid? Like, for me, the whole, you can't have your cake and eat it too, makes, n- I don't know what it's supposed to say, but if I have cake, ain't I supposed to eat the damn cake? Like, no, what you're not allowed to. You can't well, that's, that's, to eat you I can't that's have your cake baking, and eat it too. I think it's an old baking term. Like for like shop owners back in the day or something, you make the cake for somebody else or something. I don't know, Trav. Well, that hey, one is Trav it. don't, don't like that saying. Okay? Ooh, because <laughs> it I don't mean, make it, sense. It, it makes sense though. It does Bro, make sense. I will if say you can't have your cake. If I show up to your house, let's say I show up to Ethan's house. You're not allowed to. No, no, I'm like yeah. here, bro. Yeah, I you're got not allowed. Yeah. No, what is it? It's like if you ate it, you won't have it. Right? Yeah. Something I like think it's, I don't know because it's telling you not you can't. But have I had it. I don't have it. But you can't I have it. your cake and eat it. Yeah, too. that's what it should be. You, yeah, you can have your cake and eat it too. Is what yeah. it should be. I, I think that um, somebody who bakes and cooks a lot, yeah. like when I, I know whenever I cook dinner for my family or I bake a cake, I'm always the last person to eat. Exactly. So maybe that's, that's what that's I what it's referring to. Yeah, you're supposed to let everybody else exactly have a go. You can't have everything. Exactly. I think that's what it means. That makes sense. Talking D, about. D, that's what that's what that's why you're a Sanji man. You're the cook. You <laughs> can know, I sit back know. now? Yeah, you can yeah, sit, sit back, back. Hey, pull, pull your air out, pull your air out, sip it up. Let me see it. <laughs> yeah, you go be ahead. careful where you be careful where you're aiming at, man. Oh, yeah, of course. But yeah, uh, she said, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, now Ethan, uh, you know, yeah. now I want to get to the nitty gritty, and oh, that no. is my hair academia. And you know, you see, I got Deku here, I got all the my hair academia stuff here in the room. It's one of my favorite animes, it's, it's my number two right now in my top 10. Uh, list of animes but how is it working on that show as manual man it was awesome i uh i it was like honestly i i did not know that i would get that opportunity um i didn't so okay so the the backstory this is kind of like one of my highlights of i guess my career was that i was asked to audition for the original cast of my hero oh uh, with like deku and bakugo and you know 1a and all those 1a 1a Mm -hmm. and uh present mike was there and aizawa was there you know like it was all it was really cool yeah um so i didn't get cast but the fact that i got to do that and seeing where the show is now i was like that's for me like really special to me um and so before before manual i had done this one character he doesn't have a name but he's in the first two episodes of my hero he's one of bakugo's friends he's a kid okay. with long fingers yeah and he's a jerk and yeah. they steal deku's notebook um 
So I got to be that kid at the very start. And I was in front of Colleen and um, I did that. And that was the end of it. And I was like, that was, I mean, that was a cool experience. My hero, everybody's kind of excited, really excited about this. Um, I was feeling really proud of just being able to do that. Mm-hmm. And then season two comes around and I just get asked to like, Hey, can you like, are you available for this? Uh, we want to just try you out for somebody. And I was like, okay, yeah, sure. And uh, they showed me manual and they were like, we want you to be this guy. Uh, let's see how it goes. And uh, he seemed like just this really awesome down to earth kind yep. of just nice guy. Um, <laughs> and I just went for it, you know, and uh, it worked out great. Uh, the direction or the directors liked the the voice that I had kind of given him, which was just kind of a lighthearted, uh, but firm when he needs to be for, you know, mm-hmm. guiding Tenya and things like that. And that was about it, you know, like I, I just, I did his character and he's one of my favorites that I've ever done in all of the, the roles that I've had a chance to do. Like Manuel nice. holds like a really special place in my heart. And uh, yeah, so, I mean, that was about it. I just, you know, so I got reached out to and asked if I could give him uh, his voice and that was it. But uh, yeah, definitely like one of my favorite experiences so far as a voice actor. Well, I'm just going to let you know that you're going to enjoy voicing him again when it gets to that part of the anime, because he does come back. And uh, yeah, um, do, you, do you read the manga? I, I'm not caught up yet, but okay. I know I know in I have other friends who are avid like manga readers of my hero and they keep asking me like, oh, did you uh, did you go back and do more manual? And I was like no i don't think he's con- i don't think he's been back yet and then like i go look at the manga and like he appears throughout the manga, like he's there yeah. he didn't like right, disappear yeah. um and so i'm just like i haven't caught up with the manga um but i'm like always in the back of my mind i'm like that'd be cool if he came back because i love that guy he's awesome <laughs> yeah he'll be back like uh, is coming uh because it's like whenever we have guests up here before who have done voiceover work in my academia because i'm caught up on it it's just like if they only had like a small part, like a uh, Nazi, he yeah. I can't remember his character's name in uh, My Hero Academia, uh, Heroes Rising. No, two heroes. Sorry. But uh-huh. it's just like he only had like a small part. And I was just like, yeah, man, like your character, he'll be back in the anime. And he's just like, oh, snap. Like, so I might be able to voice him again. And I feel like that's what any voice actor or actress hopes for if, you know, they did have a small part or small role in that in the anime at all. And then yeah. that character comes back and you just hope that you don't get recast. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, for, I think the, the biggest fear for a lot of people is they hope that their character doesn't die. Right. Oh, um, for sure. Because that's, that, <laughs> that happens more often than not where you get a, a named role and you're, you're like, nice, awesome. I have a character in the show. And then like the next episode, they're totally dead. And you're like, uh, All right, that was a fun while it lasts. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm pretty sure a lot of voice actors and actresses felt that way when they were on Attack on Titan. It's just oh like, yeah, yeah. For it's sure. like they get a cool character, I'm and scared. then like the next episode, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you get yeah, eaten or you get stepped on. Yeah. Well, so there was um, there was an anime along. It was a couple years back. It was called King's Game, um, uh-huh. yeah. and it's kind of one of those death game anime. Yeah. Um, mm. and so I I don't even remember his name, but there was I went in to record for it, and I was like student. Uh, like class J student B or something, you know, it's like some weird naming. I was like, all right, whatever. Uh, just did his like generic lines or something like that. And then like 
the week after I get called back in and, and I forget who was directing it at the time, but they were like, Hey, it turns out like class B, whatever I said, uh, he has a name and he's back in the show and right. you're him, you know? And I was like, Oh, awesome. And then he dies, you know, <laughs> so it's, just, it's just one of those things. It's a roller coaster of emotions sometimes when it comes to, you know, characters like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, manual, I know he's, doing strong <laughs> i'm hoping he's doing strong i haven't read it yet so don't tell me if he's not oh no i, I won't spoil anything unless okay. you ask and i don't want to i don't want to piss a, pe- a bunch of people off because i already did that one time when uh me yeah. and trav did a reaction video and when deku had used the black whip i was like the black whip and then he was just like well what is that like this guy uh, yeah, spoiled yeah. it for us and i was just like, started oh, all these yeah that's what he um, does though yep. not all does. the time yeah, sometimes Sometimes. That's the way um that's the way it goes when like cuz I've done a couple of characters for One Piece, right? Um What show is that they've again? All been, say what? What show is that again? Oh yeah, One Piece. It's about uh Get on trail. Yeah, that's right. Uh, let Banks know. Let Banks know. <laughs> um I, I I don't hate mm-hmm. One Piece. I just don't I just don't think that it's better than JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, which Trav, is it's good to see you. Hey. <laughs> I didn't say it already. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I guess, yeah, my, my point with that, though, is, like, I've only done villains for that show. So, mm-hmm. like, I expect them to not last forever. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, as opposed to, like, a good guy, you don't want to see the good guy go, right? Oh, yeah. of course. So, yeah. I will say One Piece is another one, too, where they reuse characters because it's so long. You do yeah. see some of them. Even in villains. Yeah, yeah. Even villains. Spoiler alert, some of them do get out of prison and stuff like that. So, yeah, you know, you never know. Especially okay. One Piece, you never know who you're going to see again in that. Mm-hmm. So I wanted Thanks. to ask you this next. Um, you said that you went to school for you know game design and stuff like that. Um, have you lent your voice to any video game characters? I have. Yes. Nice. Um, that's been kind of a more of a recent thing for me. Even though like it's been a long time thing. I think before I was doing anime uh, stuff, I wanted to do game uh, voices more. Uh, mm-hmm. at the time and um i didn't really see that much i don't want to say i didn't see that much success but at the same time i didn't see that much opportunity you know yeah. i didn't have as much as i did anime um but excuse me um yes for games i've done a couple of characters now um there's a horror game called uh visage i'm a couple of characters in that game nice. i am a character called oh my what is his name uh, mm-hmm. I think it's like Young Jed in Borderlands 3. The like I think it's called the Bounty of Blood. I think is the DLC, and I'm one of the, the uh, bosses in the end game called the Quartermaster in Borderlands 3 as well. Nice. And I just recently uh, announced that I'm a, a Smite skin uh, for nice. the God Horus in that game, and that was really exciting for me too because my younger brother is a huge Smite fan. He's been right. playing since beta. He still plays. He's he just loves the game. So I was like, um, whenever he would visit me in Dallas and we would hang out with me and my friends, I'd be like, oh, and that that person plays this god and that person plays that god because all you know they some of my friends already had like more experience in, in yeah. voiceover, mm-hmm. and uh, it was exciting to finally say like, oh, and uh, I got to do something too, you know. So um, that was really really cool. Yo, what's good, everybody? It's me, your boy, Benjamin Banks, and I am talking about our sponsor, Duan O'Neill, who is dropping his new book, Dear Dominic, which you can get off of Amazon, where he pretty much plants a roadmap for his son, Dominic, and tells him how to get through the country as a minority. 
make sure that you check his book out and go to Amazon and pick it up. So to keep it on the video game topic, uh, what were some of your favorite video games that you enjoyed playing growing up? Oh, man. Growing up. Uh, yeah. So I started playing video games like when I was like pretty young. Um, on the NES is what I what I first started with. Um, I played a lot of uh, Mario Brothers, played a lot of Punch-Out, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, um, which I still really like. Um, even though when I was a kid, I'm pretty sure I was really bad at it. I'm pretty sure I could never <laughs> beat it, but um, I still had a blast with that. There was a Ninja Turtles game on the NES. Oh, man, right. that game was hard. That yes. game was really hard, the but I was first obsessed one? with Ninja Turtles. <laughs> yes. So I, I love that, that game. game. Uh, Castlevania also, that's what I, that started me off with, uh, Castlevania, Metroid, you know, the, the, the whole combo. Um, I became a big fan of those growing up. Um, and then, uh, yeah, it kind of just went up from there. Super Nintendo played a bunch of like Super Mario World. My mom caught me with a copy of Mortal Kombat that my dad had given me. Um, she took that away pretty quick, you know, but it was fun while it lasted. Toast. That's crazy, man. <laughs> well, now, did you tell her, though, there was no blood in the Nintendo version? So, you know, yeah, you should have been it good. No, I, I did. That I was like, look, it's, uh, yeah, it was like blue. It was like blue and yeah, black. Like blood. Yeah, yeah. Like, black yeah it was like weird. And she, yeah. um, I don't remember if she was just really grossed out by that. I don't know. In my brain, I'm pretty sure this is not real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I wanna I wanna say like maybe I performed a fatality by accident or something. Like right. I don't know. Like yeah, it's it's um, wild because you said your mom she saw you with Mortal Kombat and she took it. Like yeah. my mom, she used to get Mortal Kombat for me and my brother all the time. She even let us go yeah. to the movies to see it. But when it came to Grand Theft Auto, it, it's like when uh, she yeah. saw that we was playing Grand Theft Auto Vice City and she and she heard them cussing and stuff like that, she yeah. took the game away. It was all it won't even yep. Yeah, it's it, man. It was it was rough growing up, man. You know, especially when they would see if it had the mature uh, label on the game. Yeah. Like I said, certain games she was cool with, but Grand Theft Auto was one of those games because you gotta remember, like back back during those times, you were seeing like all of these articles coming out saying that people was doing this because yeah, they yeah. Take and Grand it's Theft influencing Auto. the youth yep. to do yeah. bad things. You know, <laughs> yeah, I'm that plague doctor. I yeah. didn't they didn't they try tying the Columbine murders to GTA? No, sure. that was uh Marilyn Manson for sure. It was something else. Mm. Um it was like the RPG maker or something like that. And RPG I think maker. Yeah, it was this game back in the day on the Yeah, no, I know RPG Maker because yeah. I used to make my own games on it on yes. the PC, but I don't see the correlation there. Is what I I'm can't saying. remember what it was, but Hey, I mean, man, but, sometimes you can't have your pie and eat it too. You know what I mean? Yeah, you, can your, you can have your sushi, though. You can have your sushi. <laughs> and your ramen. <laughs> Gotta have your ramen. Uh, Ethan, let, let me ask you this. Do you like ramen? I love ramen. Oh, well, yeah. What's your favorite ramen? Like, what, what do you get in your bowl? Oh, your bowl. man. I get... Uh, so there's a place here in Dallas called uh, Ramen Hakata um, that I really like. And... Um, I get like uh, sometimes I get like the shoyu ramen, um, and sometimes I just get like one loaded up with just like just the pork. You know, I do like it a little spicy with some of the Mm -hmm. sesame seeds crumbled up in there. I love the black mushrooms. Uh, I don't know what there's a name for those, but I love so good. Um, I'm big on like veggies and mushrooms and stuff. Like I really love that kind of stuff, Um, and just mix it all up and I'll eat it. I really love uh, like just. Asian food and uh, cuisine like that in, in general, I think it's 
So I agree. Good. <laughs> I gotta have the fish cakes in my ramen, man. Yeah, and I gotta I like have, the fish that, cakes, gotta have yeah. that egg, the extra noodles. I do like the egg. I do like the egg in there. And um, I'll try to get like um, a side of is it uh, the takoyaki, the the octopus? Oh, that's um, good too. Yeah, so yeah. The, the, do you get it? I believe what it's fried, right? Yeah, they're yeah, like fried, fried balls. But I also do yeah. like if if I do like uh like korean barbecue or something like that i'll straight up yeah. just i'll get the the baby squid or right, yeah, the yeah. octopus and like i i just i love that yeah, stuff. that baby octopus is where it's at dude <laughs> yeah, yeah it's so good baby it's, it's, it's crazy because it's like you know we grow up and we watched anime and like cartoons like i remember on teen titans uh what was it the trouble in tokyo was that trouble what it was called tokyo. yeah that was the movie that's right I, and i remember like the first time I'd ever seen anybody eat an octopus was when Cyborg had ate one. And I was just like, man, like I've always wanted to try an octopus. And uh-huh. when I finally saw it in the restaurant, I was just like, man, this is good. Like octopus, eel. It's good. It's yeah. real good. This yeah. is like, mm-hmm. if so what you're has saying eel, is you had like, your like octopus and ate it too. I ate, <laughs> I ate all of the tentacles first, then I ate the head. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Took them out the right mm-hmm. one. That, that, that's how you that's how you gotta do it. Now, Ethan. Sorry. Uh, what are yes, some what are some current video games that are out right now that you're into? Yeah, so um, I do play. I I game a lot. It's kind of like the way that I unwind, but also socialize at the same time. I I I'm a bit of a social gamer. I don't know if that's like a, a thing, but oh, that's uh, a thing. it is. No, it is. Uh, it definitely is a thing. Yeah. So I, I play with my friends a, a lot of games and stuff like that. But some of the ones that we play the most, um, like Rainbow Six Siege. It's a really cool one uh, that I like. Sometimes it's it's not as into it as I used to be, but I still come back to it every now and then. It's like League of Legends that was like big a while for me a while ago, but uh, not it's still. No. Trust me, it's still big. Yeah, oh uh, yeah, it just it changes so much, you know. Like uh, sometimes I come back and I'm like, who is that and why did he kill me in one move? Like I <laughs> yeah. don't know. Um, when uh, I think it was like last year, maybe it's two years now, Hades was a game that came out and I was like mm-hmm. nuts about Hades. I like roguelikes. Uh, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Hades binding of Isaac. I can play it for like hours. Um, my switch. So I play on PC, but the, my handheld is a switch and I play all kinds of games on there. I got, I got the, uh, the Mario 64, uh, like, nice. re-release the and, um, I yeah. never played it on, the 64. I never had oh, it on the 64. Oh, wow. That must so be a blast. So I was kind of like, fun. but for some reason, it's it's like one of those games that like, you know a lot about for some mm-hmm. reason, because yeah. you either played at a friend's house or yeah, you, you word know, something of mouth. like that. Yeah. yeah it was one yeah, of those exactly. games, man. Yeah. So I was like, I had a field day with that. I played it so much. But uh, yeah, um, I'm just kind of like willing to try anything out really if it has a multiplayer aspect i'm like always down mm. to give yeah it a dude shot. if you're into those road games get you shovel knight shovel knight, i played shovel knight uh, several shovel times where it's at. good game yeah yeah shovel knight's uh is it a uh, club yacht club yacht or yacht club is that what it's called uh mm. the developers yeah. of that game yeah, uh, I, don't, I, don't I don't know who the developer is yeah. i think they it's did michael. a really good job with that but. this is michael I... <laughs> so and now next question i have for you because it's like we know that you're into gaming we know yeah. that you do improv, but what are some of your other hobbies that you like to get into when you're not voice acting? Oh man. Um, hmm. Well, so I do like to, I do like to hit the gym as much as I can. That's something that I really like to do. Get the um, peaks on top of peaks. <laughs> yeah. And which has been really hard. The last year has been rough, man. Cause oh, I mean, sure. obviously, yeah, obviously um, yeah. I want to, I want to, 
take care of myself, but at the same time, I need to take care of those around me and be courteous and, you know, sensitive to to that as well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I haven't been in gyms and things like that, but, uh, you know, uh, when I could, I was at at my house trying to do like body weight stuff or go running or whatever I could really, because Mm -hmm. I wanted to do, I wanted to take care of myself, but also, you know, it was a hard time, but, um, yeah, I agree. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's something that I definitely like to do. Um, and then, you know, I like to just kind of kick back and watch TV or like, uh, Netflix or anything that's out. There's so many things coming out. It's really hard to keep up. It's the same thing with like anime for me hard to keep up if i put it down it stays down for a really long time um so gotta be selective nowadays there's so much exposure on different platforms and stuff it's everywhere so Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely 100 percent um yeah how do you feel about jojo's (laughs) bizarre adventure you know what i haven't seen it i'll be honest i haven't seen it let's wrap it up yeah (laughs) good we got what we came here for. Oh, uh, but but the thing is, the thing is, there's there's no particular reason for me not watching it. I just I don't watch a yeah. ton of anime as it is. I don't mm-hmm. like. It's hard. It's hard to like sit there and watch a bunch of stuff. Even when I was working at Funimation, I was like so. Uh, anime was literally everywhere that you looked. I'd be yeah. like at my work computer watching like The Office or something instead. <laughs> you right, know, like yeah, no. um, great pick. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love, yeah, I'm obsessed show. with The Office. I've seen it so many times. But um, so yeah. the, let me ask you this: Do you like The Office or Parks and Rec better? I think The Office is better, but Parks and Rec is very good. Very the good. issue with Parks and Rec is the first season, and I think mm-hmm. a lot of people have that complaint. And it took me years to get i think i'm like a bit of a completionist so i was like everybody was like just start from the second season and Uh, after seeing it all i understand where they're coming from you could but not me i wanted to watch all of them (laughs) and the first season is much better once you fall in love with the show and go back and rewatch it then the first season but it when you first watch it you definitely watch season one and you're like, I don't get why this show's so good. Yeah, yeah. it's okay. Yeah, because yeah. I can't remember the one actor's name. Uh, was it, was it, he played Mark, I believe that was his name. And mm-hmm. then like he, he left after mm-hmm. the second season. He left season. after the second oh, season. okay, uh-huh. Yeah, because yeah. he thought, he thought that the show wasn't going to last right. because the first season wasn't that good. And, you know, well, he ended up. You've seen the backstage stuff when they shoot the final episode of the first season. Steve Carell was like, everybody enjoy it because this is probably it. Mm. Yeah, you know what I mean, and then it went on to have, you know, seven, seven seasons. Yes, eight, I think eight seasons of the Office, eight, eight or nine, yeah. I believe. But yeah, no, that it's, both shows are really good. Um, I recently just finished watching both of them last year, and in my opinion, I I like the Office, but I feel like that the ending for Parks and Rec it was a it was a better ending because it's yeah. like you know all of the characters got what they wanted, whereas on the Office the only characters that really got like a, a good ending were Jim and Pam, Michael, Dwight, and then like yeah. all the other characters, they're just there. You know what I'm right, saying? Yeah. Yeah. I do. I do think that the office, the the last season in particular is maybe the weakest um, of the whole series. And even going back to saying like the first season of parts and rec is rough. I know in some people's opinion, uh, the first season of the office is very difficult for them to watch. It's mm-hmm. just kind of like very, 
out, you know, it's very blatant with some of the jokes and some people are a little more sensitive to that kind of thing or awkward humor or yeah. things like that. Yeah, the secondhand yeah. cringe. I love whatever, cringe humor. I love yeah. that. Yeah. That I yes. love watching yeah. that. I don't get embarrassed from that. So, um, you know, everybody's different. People have different exactly. humor and tastes and things like that. I totally get it. But um, yeah, for me, The Office and I think Steve Carell's performance is amazing mm-hmm. um, in that show. And mm-hmm. uh, both shows, I mean, Parks and Rec has um, Chris Pratt, who I absolutely, oh, yeah. I mm-hmm. love him so much. He's you know, the best so. character in the show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's great. So Between him and Aziz. I, I like Aziz, both of them. Yeah. yeah. And now definitely. I, to piggyback off because you said that you love the cringe stuff, I take it that you're a fan of Eric Andre. I like Eric Andre. Yeah, um, he he <laughs> took me a while to like warm up to because oh, he was yeah, just so. To me, in it was face, instant. You know, oh, I loved it instantly. I yeah. was like, this guy is wild. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the stuff that he's doing on his show, like I mean, and it's crazy. I, I love how on the Eric Andre show because the clips are so short. It's like you don't even have to watch the entire season. Like you can just go on YouTube. Like watch all the this, clips. Yeah, just watch the clips, and like they're hilarious. Not all of now. Sometimes some stuff is cringe. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I, I feel like when it comes to like cringe stuff, like there's a certain limit that everybody has. Just like uh, when it comes to eating spicy food, like mm. there's a certain limit that you can have, and that's how I feel. With or you some end of the up in the that, parking lot puking. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, have you seen his movie? There's a, like a Netflix movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. With him and Lil Rel. Yeah. Him yeah. and Lil Rel and Tiffany Haddish. Man. Tiffany Haddish. Is, yeah. Dude, I'm telling you, man. When they they sucked up the suit <laughs> the vacuum, I lost it, dude. Yeah. When uh, he was singing in the mall, and everyone's oh just like, God, like yes. "What the hell's going, what is going on?" <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I yeah. love stuff like that that gets people's real reactions. Yeah, stuff yeah. like that. I like the Loiter Squad when that yeah, was I love on Loiter uh, Squad. Adult Swim, Swim Two. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I like Tyler a lot too, so that kind of helps. But uh, you know, uh, I love shows like that. It's just kind of it's fun. I think it's fun to watch. So of course, of course. Yeah. So uh, I have one final question. I don't, Trav, D, D, I know D has his final questions. Trav, do you have anything else? Hey, don't worry about it, man. Okay, hey. I'm not gonna worry about it. All right, my final question for you is to anybody who wants to get into voice acting, what is some advice that you would give them? Okay, yeah. Um, it's been a while since I've been asked that question. You know, I think a lot of uh, a lot of voice actors get asked the question, or at least one similar like that. But um, for anybody who wants to get into it, I would say study up. You know, it's one of those things. Uh, if you're if you're wanting to be a voice actor just because you like to watch anime, um, you probably need a little more uh, practice with just getting your feet wet uh, with uh, acting. Um, you know, take some classes, read some books, do some improv uh, would be my suggestion. Uh, look online. I know there's a big question about what microphone do I use, what software do I use things like that. All that stuff is online. You got to just do a little bit of research and figure out what's best for yourself. You can have a high-end microphone and a really bad recording space, and it's not going to make much of a difference than if you spent that extra money on a good recording space and a a Yeti mic or something like that. You know, you can make, you can make things work for you, you know? Um, So I would just do a bit of research, figure out like really what you want to do. Some people are, um, you know, they want to make this a career. Some people just want to do it for fun. You know, it's it's more about figuring it out, what, figuring out what you want to do. Um, you know, what is voice acting to you? 
And um, I would say, yeah, just practice. It, the, some of the biggest stuff is just practice. Um, practice to your favorite shows, practice to YouTube clips. If there's a performance that really stands out to you and you want to try to learn how to have that energy or that performance of practice, you know, do it. I, I do that all the time in my car. If I'm singing, if I'm sometimes I'm just talking to myself, you know, and sometimes I'll talk to myself and, and I'll say something and then I'll repeat it as if the first take wasn't good. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's like, I'm just kind of always trying to think about what a performance could be. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there are resources out there. There are people who are willing to, uh, point you in the right direction. You know, I think some people are afraid to approach voice actors. And from what I've experienced, they're all really, really nice people. Yeah, that's <laughs> um, true. Our experience too. Yeah, yeah. from our experience. Yeah, <laughs> all of the voice actors and actresses that we've had up here, like they're all nice people. And yes, they yeah. are. Yeah. Whoa, easy, Trav. Hey, Trav, hey, hey, don't get us can't. Hey, I'm going to start clicking on our video. Hey, you in some hot water now. Yeah, the baby in hot water. Hey, hey, he apologized. Fine. He finally apologized. It's funny. It's funny because it's like before when everybody was calling him out, he was just like, Man, Still F this, F that. Like, I'm all me, but now... You know, his publicist was sweating. <laughs> she was like, apologize, damn hey, it. It was like, it was like uh, Jordan Peele on that episode of Kid yeah. Peele uh, where he yeah, was just yeah. sweating. Just... <laughs> but no, but uh, uh, yeah, Ethan, thank you so much for uh, answering my question. And uh, D, go ahead. Hold on, your boy, yeah. your boy yeah, got yeah, it. You know I got to wrap it up, man. Yeah, well, Trav said, don't worry about it. Trav said, he got it. All right, hey. go ahead, Trav. But you, that's because I don't want you to know my question, bro. I know it now. Exactly. Now you don't know it. You think you know. I got all the cakes. Mm. Uh-oh. Right? Oh, and okay. I'm eating them. Oh. Okay. Um, okay. No, but something I was pondering about. I've actually thought pondering. about this for. Yeah. Your boy <laughs> be sitting here and okay. I ponder and I wonder. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have so many voice actors on here that kind of strictly just do anime or video games. And they never really... I guess go into the field of American cartoons or anything mm. like that. How hard is it to it just seems like that's a whole different, even though it's still voice animal. acting. Mm-hmm. It's I don't know if it's a different animal, but it seems like it's a different Transition. like league, yeah. I guess you could say. What what's your experience in that as far as you know, trying to get to I guess not that level, not that it's better or worse, but like that field of voice acting. Yeah, that's a that's a great question, actually. It is. Um, so the um, so sorry, the question was, what was my experience in that? Or if if you even have one, but as far mm-hmm. as you know, maybe people that you know, it's like, how yeah. hard is it to get to that side of things? Yeah, so I would say that um, to get to that that side, I think it's a a big step for a lot of people because a lot of those studios that produce those shows, I'm talking like, you know, the things you see on Cartoon Network or Adult Swim or something like that. Yeah. um, Those are all based out in California and California has SAG-AFRA, the union. Um, Texas, we don't have a union. So we can't just hop into that without getting you know, going and recording and getting a membership that says that we're permitted to perform in those shows, basically. Right. Unless you're written in, um, you know, which is just extra paperwork. Um, Mm -hmm. I would say unless you live in California, um, that's really difficult to do. 
on that level, on the, like speaking, going to that side. For me, though, because I got my start, like I said, on Newgrounds, um, there are animators who produce cartoons on like YouTube and things like that, um, that are Western style cartoons and animations right. that I have really been passionate about in the past. Um, uh, Flash Gits, uh, Sam Green, Red Minus, Speedo Sausage, a couple of people out there that I'm just like really big fans of their artwork and their, their storytelling and things like that, um, that do Western style animation and cartoons. And that's kind of the realm that I'm in. Um, and you would think that it's like, you know, it's, yeah, it's not like Rick and Morty or, or something like that, but oh, yeah. it still gets millions of views on YouTube and it's still me putting my voice into things. So that's kind of, uh, my experience with it, but yeah, uh, I would 100% love to do like real you know production cartoons and things like that but uh i think i would have to like prepare for that next step of my uh acting career and mm -hmm. just kind of take that leap whenever i get to that that stage all right am i up is it is it, is it my hey, turn hey, tag them in tag them in, tag them in. Try, hit, hit me hit me try there you go all right so i have uh two 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 different questions kind of same field, but um, first I want to know, growing up, was there a TV show or a movie, horror-based? Anything that really scares you and stuck with you? Horror-based. Yes. He smiled. There's probably one. I have to think for a second. Because, I like that. Um, so I'm a massive horror fan. Nice. Uh, Who's I your love, guy or girl? I absolutely love horror movies. But I will tell you, I will tell you this. The, the one that scared me the most, and I will tell you because I've seen the whole series okay. and... Uh, the one that scared me the most um, was Child's Play 3. I knew you were going to say that. Mm, that's Three. a good one. That's a good Specifically, one. Specifically. That was the Is that the one where they're in the military school? Yeah, yes. the military yeah, school. Yeah, they're in the yep. military and they go to the, like the theme park. Yep. Um, Woo! That theme the park reason, was scary looking too. Uh, yeah. yeah. Right. Well, so that was it. So like my parents didn't like let me watch scary movies or like going back to the video game thing. Mm -hmm. If I wasn't. Um, if the, the box had a T on it and I was 12 years old, I right. wasn't playing it. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, yeah. it was like that kind of level of... But uh, mom! Yeah, yeah it's, it's Super Smash Brothers, you know? Yeah. Like, it, no, you can't, you know? Uh -huh. like, so what had happened was I, was I was fairly young and I was at my grandparents' house and I think it was a Halloween or something like that. And I just remember, all I, all I remember is I was passing through, um, they had, it was like a double door into the entertainment room and I was just passing and I just glanced over at the exact moment <laughs> that Chucky comes up out of just dying in that movie. Mm -hmm. yes. He gets torn off yep. by a giant fan. He's bloodied. He's yep. nasty looking and he just screams. And I was like, that's it. My, my life's over. I can't ever go mm. to sleep again. Um, Pretty bloody. <laughs> so that, that's the one that really got me when I was a kid. Yeah. Hell yeah. I like that answer. Um, second question for you. Do you have a favorite 80s or 90s or both movie? Or movies? Oh, wow. Or both. Yeah, one in each, I guess, decade. Yeah. Um, Either, or you could just give me one. Doesn't really matter. Up to you. Yeah, yeah. I just, ha I, I have to think Benjamin? about it. Yeah, take your time. I'm just going to look at Benjamin. He doesn't know I'm looking at him. No, I do. I Oh, I, I bet you do. No, he just, you know. You know Don't him. you crack your knuckles I'm ready. I'm ready. Well, so I know my brain is just thinking Disney. And I know I've seen like way more than that. But I know when I was a kid, 
this was like early 90s. I know when I was a kid, um, The Lion King was like my favorite movie. Um, the Lion King, goofy movie. Uh, those two I watched yeah. like forever as a kid. I like that. Um, what about the 80s? The 80s. That's there a little anything? harder. Um, I'm a 90s kid, so. Yeah. Um, 80s. Well, 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 what happened with me was when I got older, it made me go back and start watching. And, and watch some people, a lot of people yeah. go back and watch classics. So. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, I was going to see it. Like the first thing that popped in my into my head was John Carpenter's The Thing, but that's mm-hmm. 70s. That's I my think. favorite. Favorite. I think that's 70s. Movie. So I think that um, is no, no, 70s. no. It's 80s. It's is like, it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like early 80s. Are you early? sure? Okay. Then that's my yeah, answer. Yeah, I'll look because, it up right now. Yeah, let's look it up. It's. I think it's on the borderline. 1982. Okay. Yep. That's my that's answer. Close. That because that's in my head. That was like the first thing that came to my mind because that's one of my favorite movies classic. of all time. Same, great and, classic. Uh, movie. Modern yes. movie, uh, Spider Verse is like my favorite movie. I can watch that okay. movie nonstop. I love that. Hell movie. yeah, hell yeah. I love all the answers. You get it. Looks a, like you a. lose this time, D. No, like no. Look, take it uh, easy. No, you lose was hoping like, that you no, was hoping that he would have said stuff. something. Yeah, I said, yeah. How you about no proof? How about 80s? Do you plead the fifth? I don't plead the fifth. But with that being said, (laughs) Trav, tell them where they're going to find you at. No, I'm just kidding. Thanks. (laughs) Take it. Take the mic back. Hey, Ethan, thank you so much for joining us, man. Like, it was awesome having you come up here and just sharing your time and just talking with just three guys, man. We really appreciate you coming up here. And uh, before we let you go, let everybody in social media land know where they can find you at. Yeah, so you can find me at Twitter, twitter.com, at Ethan Gallardo VO. And you can find me there. You can slide into my DMs anytime. I'm always happy to talk, so. Hell yeah. Nice, nice, nice. Yo, what an awesome guy, man. This is what I be talking about, man. Sliding into the DMs. Sliding. And getting these amazing amazing people. These amazing people that come up here each and every week man and ethan he was an awesome person man and uh i hope that everybody that's listening i hope that you uh enjoyed the episode that's right man that's all you can do in the summer you whip out that slip and slide and you go uh-huh. right and make it rain the- like D. that's right that's right man uh-huh. so, hey, d let them know where they can find you at in social media land if you're looking for me it's rebellious double underscore d23 at instagram um, like, follow, subscribe to the channel. Trav? Hey, let them know. And you can also find me on the Instagram as well as ZK Audio. You can find me on the Twitter at T-R-A-V-I-O-S-Z-K. And of course, man, where are we going to find podcast number one hero at? You can find me, your hero, Benjamin Banks at King Benji underscore Banks on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find me on Facebook at Benjamin Banks. I should be the first person to pop up. If not, then I need to contact Mr. Zuckerberg. Thank you again for listening to this brand new episode of Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks. Make sure that you follow all of our social media accounts at Leveling Up Banks on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That's right. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel at Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks, where we have interviews, reviews, reaction videos. Get them likes up. Uh Like D always says, like, follow, subscribe, because we always put out new content for you up there. That's right. Thank you to our patrons who always donate to us each and every week or month. I don't know. The Trav, what is it every week or every month? Month. Uh, Every month. Thank you for doing that. (laughs) We appreciate it because it does help keep the lights on over at Trav's house and keep that fan spinning. And uh, if you would love to donate to our Patreon, it is at Leveling Up Banks. And uh, with that being said, we'll see you next time on Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks. Keep that pinky up. Stay positive. And I hope that you enjoy the rest of your summer. Peace.